0: Welcome back to the Final Whistle Podcast. Time you run!
1: Welcome back to the Final Whistle. It's been a while since we've done a, a podcast, Fifey, but how is life in isolation been?
0: Oh, mate, it's been an... Um an alcohol fest. I, I haven't drunk that much alcohol for for a long time. You know, it's like I'm at back at Bathurst. Really, wake up in the morning, got nothing much to do, and crack a can and just drink. But you know, as as everyone, you know, I've I've lost my job to this COVID situation. So you know, last week I I went and found myself some some night shift, did a bit of night shift, and now I'm back in the markets. I'm driving trucks for the for the near future. This you know, doing a bit of essential work, just ticking over the the money coming in, so, you know, we still have a roof over our heads, even though the government's come out and basically said that everyone's safe if you're renting or whatnot. But, you know, you just don't know in these uncertain times, so, you know, for me, getting out of the house and working is my my escape Seeing that we don't have any uh, footy on TV or any junior footy, mate. So, just working... To get out of the house, so to keep me sane, what about yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm I've, I've still plotting along, still got my job. We're a service. Um, the reason why we haven't done a, um, a podcast for a bit, guys, uh, fight five, obviously, fight changing jobs and um, just taking as many shifts as you can to provide that income for his family. But with the big announcement, um, yesterday with the NRL. Uh, going to restart, we'll get into that a little bit um, in the near future. But I just want to say, yeah, is not with us again. He's still in the hospital, obviously, with all this COVID stuff, and he's still recovering from, from his surgery and whatnot. So he's also uh, absent today, but we'll give a shout-out to, to Trevi. who will be listening when it drops later on. So um, hopefully you get out sooner rather than later, and we can all just...
0: He's in he, he's in a safe spot, really. Like, life, sitting dude. there in, in, in hospital... Um, He's probably going crazy. He probably, probably got the lines, the the tallies on the lo- on on the wall, on how many days he's been in there. And I think it's day thirty now on the inside. But uh, you know, he's still plotting the line. He's still engaging with us. Um, we check up on him on a, on a daily to make sure he's okay. You know, you check up on your mates, make sure. You know, you, you do that phone call from isolation. Check up on your mates, especially your mates that love their rugby league. And you know you you know they're going through a, a tough patch because you know rugby league is a is a release outlet for for a lot of blokes and women. But you know it, it, the game's been known for a long time to be you know the blokes' um, little heaven. And you know partners and kids know that when the footy's on TV, you be quiet, let dad watch the footy and and whatnot. But um. Just, yeah, checking up on him, making sure he's okay. He's still got his, um, he's still got his humour. You know, yeah, we, we, we might have to drop a couple of those 100%ers for him today, mate, so we can have a, have a giggle while he's in the hospital bed listening to us.
1: He'll <laughs> yeah, probably cap my arms as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's strange, eh? Like, like, I just, you just wake up and you, on the weekend, and you just do your, you, you know, your weekend business day, day-to-day thing, and you think, oh, it's three o'clock, chuck the footy on, but it has been so strange because obviously well, nothing
0: to watch. Have uh, a look at it now. We're we're sitting here doing the pod, and we've got the Cronulla St George, 2011 round two, um, local derby or derby, whichever way you want to say it. On on show, it's apparently the biggest upset. I don't know who's going to win it, considering that you know in 2010 St George won the grand final. I can't remember it so. It'll be good. I'm I, I no doubt we'll probably give you guys a score update throughout it. <laughs> Just something to do, I guess, um, whilst we're potting. But, Dale, let's get cracking, mate. Um, my birthday weekend looks a little bit greener than what it did two weeks ago.
1: Yeah, so the, yesterday the AARL Commission has announced the NRO is planning to restart the competition on May the 28th and also intends to play three state-of-origin Games as well and complete the series in making the announcement the NRL uh, Reinstated re- re- that the grand final would remain in its traditional format for one uh, game And it'll be in Sydney on the long weekend of October uh, The NRL committee and the ARL uh, Commission each uh, met on Thursday to discuss rescheduling the season due to the the high ace It's brought us the last month by COVID-19 uh, a phone call hookup was held with the representatives from each of the 16 clubs and then the statement the NRL said it would continue to work with the governments in Queensland, Victoria and over in New Zealand about what restrictions it may look like um, for everyone that's involved all the way through until the end of May. So there's a lot of um, ifs and buts and a lot of questions that uh, has, to, has to be um, nutted out. So I feel that like they're going down the 15 rounds. So they'll play each other once. So we'll start at round three when we come back. So teams will still have their points. Uh, so the Knights will be still on top, which is
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> Just behind Parramatta. Remember, <laughs> Parramatta's got that better for and against. Penrith's up there too on the two-pointers, mate. So, oh, you know, we're all cheering. We're all, I mean, four points, not two points, two wins. Um, sorry, that was a bit of a hangover cure there in my head. Uh, so, you know... Um, yeah it's good that they have decided to keep the points uh they were you know they were talking every every viable option was on the table, be it a two team a, a two conference style setup you know uh to what they're looking at having now, which will be you know all sixteen teams in New South Wales uh you know it looks like Gus Gould's five year plan that everyone kind of got up him because, you know, they all thought that five-year plan included a premiership, which never stated that he wanted a premiership. You know, he got the finances of the club back into the green, built himself the academy, set up Penrith to be the next hub, and that's how it's going to be. It looks like it's going to be two 18 blocks, so you have eight teams training and 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 obviously if they're in a state living out of olympic park uh there at the pullman and that the anz uh new south wales center of excellence i don't know how you'd feel about putting queenslanders in into the new south wales <laughs> center of excellence to train uh you know and you've got anz you've got kathy freeman park you've got the athletics warm-up track there which you can you know do a bit of um ball session on, on that because there's the infield there that allows it so you know Olympic Park was obviously naturally the first position or, or choice that they wanted if they were going to go in the bubble remembering that the Olympics was there so they can shut that down pretty easily to keep people out of there uh, but also you got to remember they had the V8s there for, for the homebush track for five or six years and you know again it was it was a locked out and you couldn't get in there so it wouldn't be that hard to patrol um a lock out there around that precinct to keep anyone out of there that's not meant to be there or doesn't have the right accreditation to, to be there and then as you know sydney morning herald um announced uh earlier this week and you know i've been in talks with a few people that are um High up that way in in, in Penrith, um, the Penrith bubble, as as it is, is is more of a reality than um, than what Sydney Moon Herald are leading on. The fact that you've got two gyms in the academy, plus the third gym in the home shed over at the stadium. Uh, you've got the two academy fields. You've got the field out there on the other side uh, behind the stadium plus the stadium to train. That's four, four training fields. Uh, you've got the Evans Theatre, which can be used for um, re- um, review sessions. Uh, you've got a theatre in the academy. You've got recovery. You've got cables at the back there, which can also become your pool sessions, your recoveries for um, for teams that are staying there. You've got the hotel there. Uh, the only thing that's probably going to be the knocker on the head there, unless they're able to do what they're going to possibly do at Olympic Park and block off the vicinity around there without obviously blocking people's houses uh, is that at at the 7th of April there was 130 cases of coronavirus uh, in the Penrith Blue Mountain region with 59% of that being locally transmitted so that's probably the only down there, and that's probably what the biosecurity and the global pandemic experts are probably sussing out now from their relevant sources to the medical side, like the hospitals and that, is finding out how bad it really is out there. And to all the people that are, you know, trying to be buzzkillers and going, oh, you know, we've been told that we're in we're in lockdown, and how how can the NRL go ahead uh, whilst we're in lockdown, you know? They should really let it slip. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that we're not going back to play rugby league tomorrow, though. Put a date, they've put a date in on the 28th of May. So that's seven weeks away. That's two months. As we've said numerous times, it's a fluid situation. So it changes on the hour, not daily, on the hour. So, you know, look. The, the biosecurity guys are working with, obviously, the federal biosecurity and pandemic ones, which are the ones that um, SCOMO go through to, to announce all these different stages. Yes, we're in stage three at the moment. However, that can be revoked at any time. And who's to say after Easter and the school holidays, at the start of May, there's no new infections? You know, if we can get ourselves down to zero or one or two new infections a day, it means that we've flattened that curve that... Scott Morrison's talking about. So you know, going seven weeks ahead, I reckon that's good. It gives one, it gives us fans, importantly, something to look forward to. Nice forty twenty there too, from Jamie. Jamie Sauer. that was a nice forty twenty. Sorry guys, we're just watching that. We're just giving you a quick update. Um, yeah, so it gives us, it gives us hope, it gives us a date to work towards. Uh, it also allows clubs to start planning. Which could also mean putting some staff back on, you know. Uh, we, we've got we've got staff members sitting there on the on, on the sidelines that aren't getting paid because of this. So, you know, and roll you know, are, are giving jobs back to their people. Uh, you know, as we're talking off air, it, it, it makes some forwards that might be sloppy on the training on the training pad go, oh shit, we could be back in seven weeks. I better start training properly. I better start listening to me. Uh, I better start listening to my strength and conditioning coach when he says we're going to be back sooner than later and then, you know, more people start training. Um, look, I don't think... Um, I don't think... There was talks of wanting a 4 weeks training trial before we start with we a couple of trials. I don't think so. These guys are elite sportsmen. They should be ready to go at a drop of the hat. Yes, the first couple of rounds will be a bit rusty, as is... The first couple of rounds of any season, even with the trolls in there, they're still rusty because they're still, still not match fitness. And that's the biggest thing is getting yourself match, match fitness ready. Um, what's your take, mate, on. Oh, uh, yeah. You're palmed, you know, you're know, you keen.
1: Well, when I heard this, uh, I was like, Christmas is going to come t- for a third time for us, really, because we had two rounds and then we had a break, and then we got a second time, so it's the second Christmas, and then Christmas will come in December as well, so. Uh, <laughs> So,
0: so, it feels like Christmas at the moment, mate. Doesn't that Christmas, New Year period? You don't know what date it is.
1: Exactly. What day
0: is it today? Good Friday. Friday.
1: <laughs> Easter. But in saying that, yeah, I pumped seven weeks away. There's it gives the reason. I feel like the reason why they've given them seven weeks is just to the whole logistics, the whole setting up in the the redraw and stuff. Where I feel it's probably um, fair um, that every team gets to play each other once. Uh, and still finishing the season uh, when we're supposed to, when we're supposed to finish, and keeping it on that long weekend in October, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't feel like football if it wasn't on that long week, that long weekend on in October on that Sunday. But in going back to what you're saying about the, the biosecurity and the, and all those experts and stuff, when the game stopped, um, when it did after round two, there was the infection rate was twenty two point two seven percent. As of
0: yesterday, it was 1.43 of our population. Yeah, so, you know, like, last week alone, you know, I come home after work, you know, doing 12 hours a night, I stick it here, I stick on the TV, I straight to the news, you know? news is the thing, you know, it, it keeps you somewhat informed, you know, it depends on what political agendas they're pushing, but you know when i started the the new infection rate in new south wales alone was 266 you know as of yesterday it's 39 new infections yeah okay we're still getting people infected right however it's not a pandemic and it's not as pandemic as it was um you know 400 new 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 people a day but you got to remember this what 5 million in in this in sydney alone and you know you got the rest of the state as well um look it's it's scary, yeah. It's scary because you don't know what's happening, but you need positive. You need to find a positive, and rugby league coming back in seven weeks. To me, it is a positive. Uh, what yeah. else? What else we got there, mate? What what did, What did? Um a lot of
1: people have been asking me um, how how does the Warriors uh, fit into it. I don't know how the the Warriors are are in with it because um, their their boss Cameron George come out and said his players are prepared to once again. Um, You know, isolate themselves away from their families um, just to get the NRL back again. They want it to be 16 teams. They don't want it to be 15 teams. Look,
0: mate, I don't care who wins the premiership this year. If we're we're going at the end of the year, we're picking a team of the year, I don't give a shit where they finish. The Warriors are the team of the year to first and foremost sacrifice what was 14, 15, 16 days over here because they would have came over what? They would have came over... three uh, three days before round one one at Newcastle and then they've stayed for Newcastle and then they stayed for the next week so it was about yeah it would have been about 13-14 days that they were here in Australia away from their families where they generally would fly back after one game and then you know do two three weeks uh, two three days training at home and then come back over here again Um, so I don't care where they finish this year I don't care if they get the spoon if they get a spoon it's going to be a gold plated fucking spoon they they deserve to be classified as their team or their club of the season for ultimately sacrificing a shitload you know stuff that we stuff that we get on a daily coming home to our families they're not going to have that um
1: so when they do fly in, it's just been confirmed that they will have to complete the 14-day isolation period. Yes, yeah, so if, if... As they did when they flew back to New Zealand. Yeah, so... That's it, if anyone, it doesn't really matter. That's, it's just standard these days. Plus, four, 14 days in isolation, that would just be them in the, in the bubble <coughs> of the NRL. Yeah,
0: internal. no, no, but the, again, so, you know, if the competition starts on the 28th of May, they're going to have to come over here on the 14th of May. So that's two weeks on top of what the Australian-based NRL sides are going to have to do. Right, uh, you know. So they're talking about, um, yeah. So they're gonna have to come over fourteen days. They're talking about Sydney-based teams being allowed to go home. That's one. Uh, that's one issue I have. No, they're not. They're not to go home. If the Warriors have to come over here and stay away from their family, if the Queensland teams and the Melbourne team and the Canberra team have to come up to Sydney, right, and stay away from their families, no, nah, sorry. For the better for the betterment of the game, there's hotels at Olympic Park. There's hotels at Penrith. That's where you stay. Uh, I don't care about going home to your families. Like you, you're a professional athlete. Yeah, I, I get the I get the whole year we go home see the families, but it's not right having what is it seven or eight teams that are based in Sydney to be able to go home to spend time with their uh, their families who possibly could have gone to a shop and you know, being touched by this COVID stuff. So look, if they're going to if they're going to restart it until we know that there are no new um no new infections per day in all states, then all players have to be in that bubbles. What well, does the um R L P A come out and said about it, uh Champ? I know Clinton Newton I've, I've heard him had have a few interviews on radio and on T V and he's coming across as a sensible bloke. However, he was asked uh, if uh, what what was better, you know, dealing with what he's dealing with now, or getting the ball as a forward running back off the line. And he said, "Any day of the week, I'll choose being a forward running into a Brisbane pack." Uh, what was it, What's the RLPA's response to all this, mate?
1: I just said that the players um, are just gonna—they're professional. They've all been staying fit. So one, when the season's... They know the season's going to start in the 28th. They all have to prepare to start the 28th. And it's, like I said, they get paid um, to be an NRL player. They get paid to play rugby league. They get paid um, to be a professional athlete. And they need to prepare themselves for the next, over the next seven
0: weeks. So the next thing that obviously comes out of this, which I find I find very hilarious, right? I don't know if you saw it, but I saw it. So last night, NRL online Facebook page, which is their Rugby League page, put up a fist pump with footies back on the 28th of May, right? But they had three separate um, segments on their news and a current affair about bringing the Rugby League down because they didn't talk to their broadcast partners. All right, so there was two on... There was two on nine. There was one in the sports section. There was one... In the normal section, right, and then you had one which opened up a current affair. <clears throat> but then on Facebook, they had the NRL Nine pumped about football. Where, what do you? What's your take and outlook on what they said last night? Because i i have I have my my thoughts on it, which I'll get to after you. I'll get you to have your thoughts. What's your thoughts on what was said by Channel Nine? last uh, by by their spokesman about the game not talking to their broadcast partners
1: I feel that it's uh, they're clutching at uh, clutching at straws I don't feel that they would have been left out in negotiations but I'm just uh, I'm just a, I'm, I'm not I'm not involved in that but there's no way in the world that the NRL would I would feel if I was running the game they would, they would um dampen those relationships. Channel nine's been the only
0: No nah, a, a, ABC and, and Seven had it I think many, many years ago. But like over the recent time. It's been it's been it's been sta- a staple um thing for Channel Nine since I feel they feel nineteen ninety yeah.
1: I feel that they're um a bit threatened by the ESPN having a game. Yeah, uh, in round one or round two of the NRL. I know the broadcast deals coming up 2021, 2023, somewhere. 2023,
0: and ESPN wants to be at that table.
1: So I feel that the NRL, I feel Channel 9 won't have won't be able to match what ESPN is probably going to throw at the deal. And you could, 2023 or twenty four, you could see four games on Fox and four games on ESPN.
0: I reckon. I reckon. I reckon. Fox will still get the eight games. <coughs> um, Channel Nine, you know, will, will probably still have at least a Friday and a Sunday. Um, I'm not too sure about their Thursday night ones. Um, look, the the bit that I agree in with what they came out of their statement was that during this crisis, it has shown the mismanagement over many years at the NRL. I agree with that. We got told there was a war chest, and that it'd be it'd be used when it needed to be used. Well, to me, right now is when that war chest needs to be used. Yet we've got Peter Valandis, who's only just come in as the commissioner. So I can't say any ill of him because he's only just walked into what was left by Dave Smith and 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 the rest. Um, all I can say on Peter Valandis is that he pushed. New South Wales racing through the equine flu, and brought it bigger and better on the other side. So, in terms of having someone with a smart brain on their head, he he him being the ARLC president or chairman or whatever you want to call him, he he he's the right man for that job. Uh, the the mismanagement of funds, and then also to the when uh, Nine came out and said that in the last deal they gave a fifty million dollar loan to the NRL now where the hell's that so the the Matt look the funds I agree with on Channel 9 all the other stuff that they've said around there to me has that has Channel 9 angling to put to get Phil Gould into Todd Greenberg's um uh job so look even though Peter Velani's came out last night and said Todd Greenberg's job is safe if more club CEOs and other stakeholders of the game don't see him fit. Well, then I don't see him staying in the job. Who are the other candidates? You know, a lot of people said Phil Gould could be a candidate to be um, CEO. He's got a great football mind, probably be good for the job, but he has to open up his listening skills. You know, I've, you know, he's a good mind in that, but he's got to be able to take in advice from other people and implement that and not just go on his own, his own advice all the time. Uh, But yeah, getting back to the TV deals, mate. Yeah, ESPN, they got, I think, um, two rounds, I think round one round two, which was smart. It was smart and clever by the NRL to get ESPN to broadcast it into America. They've got no sport, nothing. So... For them to do, for, for the NRL to do that, oh, man, hat, hats off to them. That's a smart move. So they got, so the, so America got a week of foot, a weekend of footy. We had a few high-profile American people on Twitter. I think North Queensland tried to gain a couple of them to be their, uh, to be their international um, ambassadors over in America and fans. Uh, as we all know, the, the game in rugby league is starting to grow. So um, look, it's it's getting there. Um, only uh, having NRL being in been, been there, it's only going to strengthen strengthen the game there. Uh, you know, you, we've got we've, so we've got the Wolfpack up there. We've got Ottawa having another team. We've got the New York side coming in hopefully in next year. You know, in League One. So footy in America, or rugby league in America, is starting to get you know bigger. So it's only it's only appropriate that um it's only appropriate that ESPN, one in on the on the broadcast deal, you know to you know, to build rugby league in America. Um, Two heavyweights
1: going at each other, and it's all all that money is just going to go to the NRL.
0: All you and you want to hope that you know the next TV deal. That the money the money there is saved. Uh, you know, like all this money that's apparently been squandered, well, okay then where's it been squandered to? What has it been squandered to? Junior Rugby League hasn't seen a squad of it. You know, they got their programs but they don't have, you know, money going in there. Country Rugby League is on its is on its on death's doorsteps. Like, you know, they gotta they gotta be putting money if they're going to be if they're going to be putting money back into the game it's not into the high level it's bringing it back into the grassroots to bring them their their next crop of um, stars to continue their pay deal um, you know I I think that after all this has gone down they, there needs to be chats about where the money went you know people need to be accountable, accountable and the appropriate people need to um get in and have a look at the nrl books i i I don't like royal commissions because i think it's a waste of time but there needs to be something looked uh, at nrl nrl books over the last seven eight nine years needs to be uh uh, looked at and you know if 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 no foul play and money go missing well then play on but if there is well heads have got a role mate we'll move on now um Junior Rugby League. So, obviously, as the majority of the people who listen to our show or follow us on Facebook know that we are based in the Penrith district. Therefore, you know, we do a lot of our junior talk based on Penrith rules, laws, guidelines, and all that other stuff. Now, we know that Canterbury Cup, Harvard-Normans Women's Premiership, and, um, yeah, so... Canberra Cup, Harvey Norman's Women Premiership, Jersey flag, have all been canned for the year. There is no word on Ron Massey or Sydney Shield as of yet. They're, I think, they're just waiting to see what happens. Um, in terms of junior rugby league, I've spoken to Penrith District um, General Manager Nathan Martlina, uh, who has on on his own back at the moment because uh, you know naturally, you know he's not an essential. Server, so they've all been stood, you know, stood down at the moment. So he's doing everything at the moment for the love of the game. He's gone out and going off the back of what New South Wales Rugby League has said, and there's nothing that's been changed. It's still we can't train till the 4th of May, um, and that's from New South Wales Rugby League. So at this stage, you know, we're going with what has been said by New South Wales Rugby League and that is that we can start training again on the 4th of May and round 1 can be on the 16th of May. Now with that in mind, Nathan has organized a a May cal- a May calendar return, a June calendar return and he's in the process of doing a July and an August just to try to get footy on the field. Uh how are we how are we going to see a July or an August competition? I don't know, so I'll wait to see, he's he's a smart man, so he's probably you know crunching numbers as we speak to see how it's going to work. But if if we come back on May the 16th, crazy that we come back before the NRL. But if we come back before, you know on May 16th, it will be a 12th round competition with a top four. So instead of a top five, it's going to be a top four. So only only the first four teams will make the final. You'll have you know I think it's one one v two, three, three v four, four will leave. The loser of 1v2 will verse uh, the winner of 3v4. And then, you know, grand final week after. So, look, it's it, it's still going to go ahead. And I dare say that if the NRL is going to go ahead, Junior Rugby League will be back in some form this year. Um, we spoke about... Um, we spoke about, um, you know... A lot of other things as well. How to help out the smaller clubs, and and whatnot in terms of if it gets closer to, um, if it gets closer to the whole September stuff, because um, you know really the bigger clubs can probably survive, but the junior club, uh, the littler clubs are, are going are going to um, struggle. Um, look, a, a lot of people have been asking about Reggio and, and that and you know the, the biggest the biggest thing is and the biggest way to look at it is if is if the you know if there's a pay you know with, with the um with the banks you know if there's a if, if, if they come in and they do a a rate cut then the banks pass it on and with we, Rugby League it's the insurance mob so the insurance um the insurance that we all we all pay a part of our rego if They were to drop their rates, um, then naturally most districts will pass that that rate cut on, which then makes for cheaper regio. However, if you if you're still going to manage to get a full a full season in, well then we can't expect too much of a rate cut in terms of regio, and that's that's just that's just the, the 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 flat line of it, you know. Insurance that's there to help us if our players get injured, which most of them are our sons or daughters, you know, if they see that you're still pushing on with a thirteen, a 12, 13 week season, well, then you can't expect a pay rate cut. So, um, look, I'm getting excited. Um, I put out a uh, an isolation training schedule for all my boys for our Facebook and Ahesia apps. So, they've got a 35 minute daily workout that they've got to do uh in order to get them to get them going now my boy's hyperactive, very active and he done it yesterday and he reckons it's he reckons it's 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 a tough one but then again you know he's been sitting on his ass playing xbox for three weeks so he i said to him you know time to get time time to get your your finger out your ass and get back to training so even yeah even a junior league level you know it's 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 not that hard you just do your you, know, you do your stretches, you do your dynamics, which is your high knees, your butt kicks, your karaoke, your sumo squats, the warm-up, you know, wake your muscles up. Then you just get in. Uh, you know, it's simple for me. I've got the boys doing 45-second push-ups with a 15-second break times three. And then 45-second sit-ups times three with a 15-second break. 45 seconds of squat with a 15-second break. Um, and then two one-minute planks with a 30-second break in between. Then we move into Malcolm's. And then a sit up a sit up shuttle and then at the end of that you just get a football in your hand and, and kick it around. Mate, if, if everyone does something something similar to that, every kid will be naturally ready to go. Um, it's up to the parents to put the onus on the kids now, saying oh, come on, you know, footy's gonna be back in possibly six weeks. Let's get into it, mate. Um I know I know at the moment your boys are just a bit too young to be playing. Um However, from some of the stuff that you've been sending us, mate, I dare say your boy could uh, have, have have a bit of a bit of a step on him. Yeah. Hey, yeah, little brave, back, little brave boy. Ah, oh, mate, it's not that hard. You know what you do? You put a pillow at your leg and when he runs out, there, you kick him with the pillow. He'll get used to it. <laughs> yeah, no, nah,
1: that's good. Cool. Even I, I know that everyone's been on social media, but all the a lot of the NRL stars are showing what they've been what they've been doing and. All the daily routines keep themselves fit and keep themselves motivated. So
0: what 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 have, what have you seen, champ? You know, share with us what you what you've come across. Uh,
1: Josh Mansell doing his doing his thing. Uh, just a lot of them really just out and just out just doing their thing. You know you
0: know who you Cherry, know. Flano. You know who I reckon's going to come back the fittest. Buddy Jamie, Jimmy Tarmow. He's he's three hours south. So you know at the start of the year he was down there battling fires. He's down there now with his um, you know, his partner and his four boys, and he's out there doing the country life. So he does his training. He's got bloody acres and acres and acres of land out there to to to, to train on, which is good, I reckon, for him. Um, but you know, he's out there. He's doing that. He's doing the farm life stuff with his with his um in-laws and that. Man, he's he's gonna come back lean. He he he'll be oh, mate, he'll be my forward to watch when we return.
1: Also, there's lots of things that's been going
0: on where players are shaving their head, players are sh- um, dying of blonde. Yeah, what about other, I don't know, so you've got Manessi Feinu, you got Tui Kamikamika, uh, who else has done his, done their hair? All all nice blonde hips. Uh, yeah, gonna get,
1: uh, no, a, Norm, Normie's done
0: it. What about Garfo? He's gone and got himself a blonde mohawk. <laughs> Mate, this, these self-isolation times, uh, you know what they've done it for, don't you? Because they're not on TV every week. You imagine, you imagine one week, they have all their hair done and they come out there. The commentators will have a bloody dream. They'd be giggling like, no, tomorrow, talking about the hairdos. Um, it'd be interesting if they kept their hairdos when we come back. We'll be,
1: yeah, they would be able, some of them would be able to tell apart. You'd
0: the... be, be able to call on the blonde-haired cop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Josh out of the cars, keep everyone entertained with his um, T-
0: magic tricks. Oh, yeah. He's what about, he? has he been, been TikToking?
1: Yeah, oh, there's him and Tik them and TikTok, but
0: the oh, yeah, we go. we've got a score. We got we got a score update here. Cronulla sixteen, St George four. Thirteen minutes ago.
1: Shout out to um Kaelan Ponga and um and Watson. They they live together up there in Newcastle. I know for the last couple of days they've been going live, and anyone that's been tuning, tuning in, they've been choosing a, a couple of kids to get them on in the live feed and asking them asking them a couple of questions and seeing how school holidays are going and seeing how work is going. So. That was something
0: different I saw on social media there too. Look, so yeah, just to see that the social media has the social media has a uh, you know, a positive and a negative impact on everything that happens. You know. There are positive reactions and there are negative reactions and look, yeah, big 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 hats to you know, big hats off there to, to Kaelin Ponga and that for doing what they're doing. Um uh, uh, look, if if it's sending if it's sending me me insane, and I'm just a just a coach and an avid footy fan, can you imagine what these players are going through? Yeah. It'd be it'd be it'd be nightmare. It'd yeah. be absolutely nightmare um, for them. You know, obviously, you know, what would we be if we didn't have it? If we didn't have a cancel, we we'd be what round five, round six right now. You know, so for them to have to you know go through three hard months of off-season where where all you are doing is running um, to then, you know, to then um, play in a couple of trials, then go play a, a couple of games where there were some injuries there and to now sit around again for another, what is it, it's been three weeks already, ten weeks by the time we come back. Mate, yeah, it'd be doing their heads in for sure. It's
1: it. Well, The thing we didn't mention with the... The RLPA, they agreed with the NRL, so we'll just run off some of the key agreements here. So, a total of the $24.6 million in player payments secured, um, which includes $5.5 million from the liquidation of the Injury Hardship Fund, that's been approved. Players will receive a minimum of 29.5% of additional net revenue over the reserved forecasts received by the NRL based on current format under the CBA. The rules... For the retirement account, has been amended to allow players suffering financial hardship early access with those wishing to do uh, so, they can grant that early and all be paid in full. The NRL will also uh, resource the wellbeing and education program at each club to ensure players have access to the relevant support, the RLPA have, a, have the uh, agreement rights and involvement in any uh, variations to the salary cap and player benefits beyond this period. The RLPA will be including key discussions including broadcast deals Competition structures and scheduling all that moving forward the RLPA will conduct a special purpose Audit to continue with the transparency of the game's current future and financial status and the final one is Existing player contracts are, are Going to be protected so if you're with you're within a contract period um, they're more than happy. And I was more than happy to pay that out if the game actually stopped today. So some great changes there. Uh, Clint Newton. He, he wasn't probably the best, uh, the best player of rugby league, but from all all due respect and all um, things that we've heard about, Clint Newton is probably the best man for the job. Uh, I was I was um, tuning into another podcast with um, where uh, was it, uh, Isaac John he used to play for the Warriors and Panthers, and, all, and he was saying that. Um, back in the day, every, the highest-paid players wanted to be paid paid more, and that was that was fair enough because you got to identify the elite compared to um, the normal ones, and everyone was fighting for the minimum wage to go up to to hundred grand or whatnot. Where Clint Newton was fighting for the middlemen, so why should you know the players um, that are entitled to those big contracts be made? To maximise their money, and everyone's fighting for the minimum wage. Well, Clint Newton was actually fighting for the people in the middle. So why should someone that's on 150 grand a year, we have to say on the 150 grand a year? And why can't clubs negotiate in, in in the in the middle there sort of thing? So uh, he does. He probably doesn't look the smartest bloke, but he does have a great footy um, mind, and he has the right people around him as always. Well a lot
0: of the, the the club captains at the moment that, um, that speak very highly of them too. Yeah, look, um, I, I I feel coming out of this that there won't be many more million dollar contracts. Um,
1: there won't be many more than more than three year contracts either.
0: Yeah, well, there shouldn't be. You, you don't know what's going to happen in three years. Like this year opens your eyes up. You you know you don't you don't know what's going to happen in 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 three weeks' time, let alone three, four, five, six years. So, look, the million-dollar contract, as much as you want to have the million-dollar contract, I don't see it coming in the foreseeable future. There's not enough revenue in the game, which obviously has been seen. Um, You know, back in the day when, when clubs were flourishing back in the 70s and 80s and even early 90s is because there was limited... TV games. You had a you had a Friday night game and you had a Sunday game, and then you had radio games. So if you really you know sitting at home there, you didn't have the TV back in the seventies and eighties. You listen to the radio, you know. And if if someone caught your attention on the radio, you go, oh, I want to go see that person. So you go down and you go watch it. Now we can all sit on our arse in our undies and with the heater on and watch it here in the middle of winter. Um, You know so. It's, it's gone down the way of the TV land, which then affects gate takings for clubs. So my call of arms coming out of this is I want to see on average, each week average, when we are allowed to go back, whether it be this year or next, I want the average attendance rate per week at 22,000 people. That's across all games. You know, we really need to get back there and support our clubs, and all those ones that are out there. Allowed to go to watch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So whether it be later this year, whether it be next year, um, I want, I want to call advance. to
1: the clubs to turn up.
0: Exactly right. we, we get our we get our play and our awards as um, rewards as coaches, players, managers, volunteers. I'm willing to forgo that next year and pay my my entry to games that way all clubs that I go to watch a game at
1: profiting.
0: are profiting and getting money from from my back pocket um, you know and, and I go I go to I go to nearly every home game at Penrith that I can I'm constantly at every bears game that we are at and then on top of that I still go to some South Sydney games because I've got South Sydney um, supporters in the family so you know my my footy consumption each each year is probably almost two three games a, a week at a at a ground. Um, so you know, I, I, my call of arms and it's going to be a call of arms is that when we're back in, I want as many people that we can get there at the game. Um, one, it's a better it's a better atmosphere than watching it at home. Um, you get more goosebumps on your neck than you do sitting at home. Uh, two, you know, you get to see your your favourite players live. Uh, three, get you out of the house. You, why would you want to be sitting watching football on your ass when you've been in self isolation for so long? <laughs> um, and four, just yeah, you you get out. You, you're talking to other other avid fans of your of your team. Uh, you can you know you can jeer and 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 sledge the opposition supporters within reason. You know, you don't want to be calling them wankers and that. Um, buddy, let's have a chat about, quickly before we wrap it all up, about where we're going as a as a podcast. So obviously, everyone knew that we were meant to be on the radio this year. And um, that isn't happening at the moment. We do have our time slot locked in, which we can announce. We will be on air Saturday mornings... 8am to 9am on Swar FM Triple Nine Sydney's West Radio, which is perfect for us, because that's going to be our Junior League Rugby, Le- Rugby League show, and all you Junior League Rugby League mums and dads will be in, which you will be in your cars if you go into the football. So make sure on a Saturday morning you have when we when we say we're on air, you have your radios dialed into 99.9 Swar FM. Just have yourself there, ready to go. We'll be on air from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock. And then, um, depending on uh, my boy's um, game schedule for that day, Dale and I will then then head out and we'll have... And Trevor as well. we'll And we'll go around to the fields when we do get going again. And we'll be wearing our, our TFW shirts and we'll just come down and watch... Some some junior footy just to get out there. Have some photos um, with the kids. Yeah, get some photos. See um, what your
1: canning's like. With your, how good you're baking egg rolls. Yes, make
0: sure you're baking an egg and your sausage. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a a, a thumb or a, what is it? What was Trev saying? A thumb rating, nine thumbs or some. Oh no, whistles. Sorry. We'll give you a, we'll give you a, whist, a whistle count on your on your sausage and and bacon and eggs. Um. So we're gonna get out there. We're gonna put money into the junior league clubs around. Uh, let us know if you want us at your ground um, when we do go back. Uh we got we we got a new segment which we're gonna try to launch in the next couple of weeks. Um naturally, you know, being junior rugby league based and that it'll it, it'll it'll feature my boy to start off with just to show you what the segment's going to be. It's it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be junior league junior league chit chat with the final whistle, so we'll get we'll be getting uh, junior league players on board to to come sit with us and have a chat. Um hopefully when this covid stuff um situation goes away, we we'll, we will try to tee up as as much as we can to have a have a have a um a, a former or a current NRL player on that on the pod that night so that you know your kid might meet a former or a current player depending on you know who we can get. Uh, the other thing that we're we're also looking to do, and Dale, you know, we're, we're going to give back to, to clubs and pubs. So once we are once we are allowed to go back to clubs and pubs, we'll be in talk with a few clubs and pubs across Sydney to possibly host a live final whistle um, podcast for you, or to come out. So you know, whether it be out here in the west, we might travel up north. I think up the Central Coast. Uh, you know, go down the Wollongong, wherever wherever the fans are basically at, and they want you know they want us to to come and and uh, you know have have the pod there for us. It's all it's all about giving back to your, your businesses, so we're going to do that, and we might even host a what do you reckon a, a final whistle trivia night uh, somewhere along the lines.
1: Sporting lunch.
0: Yes. Yeah, some something like that, where where you know the money the the money that we will raise will hand out also don't mention we may as well mention what was what was the total from our bushfire thing that's going down to bateman's bay two and a half thousand so we raised two and a half thousand dollars which we're about to um transfer to bateman's bay junior rugby league to help them out with whatever they may need this year after the bushfires uh we'd like to thank everyone who um who came out on that day um from Greg Forumo from North Sydney Bears to well who else we had? We had Tim Grant, uh we had Sam McKendry, we had Nathan Smith, uh Jeff Daniella, even our mate uh Rob came over, Rob Panaki came over from the the Northern beaches to to come out and take some photos for the day as well. So um yeah, thanks to everyone there.
1: Yeah,
0: the St. Mary staff. Yeah, thank yeah, thank you to St. Mary's uh, leagues club there for um for allowing us to use their 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 chairman's lounge in in the stadium, um, it was a good day. It was our first foray into like a live podcast. Uh, we have learnt from what we got to do uh, in future, but uh, yeah, let us know, guys. Who you know, junior league stars who want to come on to the pod, um, we'll get you on there for the junior league uh, chit chat, and and yeah, so. You know, it, it, it'd it be good. And the full-time score for this upset um, series of matches that they're doing on Fox League was Canala Sharks defeated Dragon 16-10 in 2011 Round 2. I think it was just an upset because St. Swords were the defending premiers from 2010. Um... You know, we we, we watch it. We're watching the Penrith game just before Penrith and, and uh, Manly. You know, you had Michael Barney playing for Manly. You had Watmau. You had Brent Kite, Stuart Boys on Penrith side. You had Michael Jennings. Hey, you had on. Paul Adon, Masada, Yosefa, uh, Luke Lewis on the wing. So, Graham. Yeah. Wade Graham. Wade Graham, a young Wade Graham, a oh, young Lock too. and coot, uh Petro Sinavaseva, Brad Tye. So it's good seeing all these old games that you know, players that you, you, you've forgotten played for your club or played for that club. Um, so it's good. And as we're finishing up the podcast now, Dale, we got the Canary Bulldogs up against uh, Gold Coast Titans in an upset. Oh, Jesus, if that's going to be an upset, you, you want to think Gold Coast Titans going to win that. You look at the team here, you know, Timmy Laffey, Christian De Reynolds, Hodgkinson, Tolman, Ennis, Cassiano, Pritchard. You know, it's some names that, you know, we, we, we grew up um, looking at... Look at this, Mark Minocello. So, guys, if you've got Foxtel or if you got access to the internet and YouTube, get on there and watch some old football. Uh, you know, especially you young ones. Get on there and see how the game was back in the 90s before most of you young ones were born. It's a totally different game. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. As usual, we get all our content online. Uh, you can catch us at the final whistle rl on facebook uh instagram at the final whistle underscore rl or you can email us on the final whistle rl com. like to thank uh luke and jake at hq services electrical and air conditioning for their continued support throughout uh this whole situation and, and understanding with us um that you know we, we we try to push out as much content and whatever content we're pushing out at the moment their logos on there as well uh and also um paul over there at pns dumpers uh if you need a skip in guys over this easter cleaning them up clean up your house get to him uh hit him up he's on facebook he's got his number there his logo is regularly on our post as well with his phone number hit him up get your stuff done uh happy easter and We'll be back shortly with uh, oh another day with a season review. Probably do what do you reckon we'll do? We'll do 1997. Get your get 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 your stroking your ego because it was a Newcastle Knights victory. I think we might do 1997, guys, the first year where you had the ARL and you had the Super League. Um, we'll have a we'll have a admin discussion about whether or not we're going to cover the Super League stuff. But being rugby league, we probably will. Until then. Stay safe. And that's the final whistle.